Balenciaga or Balenciaga is caught in a heap of controversy because of their latest campaign involving BDSM and children and Tim Allen's latest Christmas series, The Santa Clauses, is getting in some hot water for a depiction of elves holding up a sign saying, We love you, Satan. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at some controversy and hopefully look at some places where we can really see some wickedness, point it out, expose it for what it is, and also make sure that we keep our fury and anger at the right things and be angry and yet not sin. But we do want to ask that you guys, if you get a chance, make sure to like and share and even subscribe to this channel. That would be awesome. And it would be great if you could leave a review for the podcast show. That helps to bring this up and get this message out to as many people as possible. But today, guys, there are some serious issues to discuss, especially what's been going on with the recent Balenciaga catastrophe online. So much so that Balenciaga, this very high-end brand that has been pushed by the likes of Nicole Kidman and Kim Kardashian, as well as many other celebrities, they are in some real hot water because they decided they were going to do a campaign, and I know they've blamed someone else for it, but it's gone as far as they've done this campaign involving children and what looks like BDSM regarding little animals and stuffed animals and bears and so forth. And we're going to talk about some of the imagery that they used, but also they've actually gone as far as to blame it on someone else and actually just delete everything on their Instagram page. But they have left up an apology, and I'll read that to you. We would like to address the controversies surrounding our recent ad campaigns. We strongly condemn child abuse. It was never our intent to include it in our narrative. The two separate ad campaigns in question reflect a series of grievous errors for which Balenciaga takes responsibility. The first campaign, the gift collection campaign, featured children with plush bear bags dressed in what some have labeled BDSM-inspired outfits. Our plush bear bags and the gift collection should not have been featured with children. I guess that's just for other weird people. But nonetheless, this was a wrong choice by Balenciaga combined with our failure in assessing and validating images. The responsibility for this lies with Balenciaga alone. The second separate ad campaign for spring of 2023, which was meant to replicate a business office environment, included a photo with a page in the background from a Supreme Court ruling, United States versus Williams, 2008, which confirms as legal and not protected by freedom of speech, the promotion of child pornography. All the items included in this shooting were provided by third parties that confirmed in writing that these props were fake office documents. They turned out to be real legal papers, most likely coming from the filming of a television program. The inclusion of these unapproved documents was the result of reckless negligence, for which Balenciaga has filed a complaint. We take full accountability for our lack of oversight and control of the documents in the background, and we could have done things differently. While internal and external investigations are ongoing, 
We are taking the following actions. We are closely revising our organization and collective ways of working. We are reinforcing the structures around our creative process and validation steps. We want to ensure that new controls mark a pivot and will prevent this from happening again. We are laying the groundwork with organizations who specialize in child protection and aims at ending child abuse and exploitation. We want to learn from our mistakes and identify ways we can contribute. Balenciaga reiterates its sincere apologies for the offense we have caused and extends its apologies to talent and partners. Now, when it comes to this, basically pushing it off on someone else, blaming someone else that you hired for your ad campaign. And many people have pointed out online some of the other people they've involved, like Lada Volkova, who was a chief designer for Balenciaga in the past. And some of her looking like demonic leanings from her Instagram page, which, by the way, is private uh, now, and not many people can be on there and see some of her posts that she had previously, which as you can see, are quite disturbing as well. But I do want to be careful, and this is something we need to make sure that we're not doing as Christians, and that is giving false information. That doesn't mean we're perfect and we always get the right sources and and stuff, but this image right here that people are saying is actually Lada Valkova dripping with blood with children in front of her. It's not actually Lada Valkova, but nonetheless, it's been passed around that it is her. And when you look at the posts that she does make, including taping up children and calling it hashtag holidays, um, you got to wonder what is going on. These people are fairly strange. And I don't want to look at all of the images, this exploitation that we're seeing of children using children this way. It is so sad that for so long... Many Christians that I know, and also some in the, the you know, fringe, you know, far-right craziness, but many Christians have been calling out the slippery slope for a long time, whether it was just gay marriage. We just want to have the same rights and so forth. There's no such thing as gay marriage, actually. Marriage, by definition, is between a man and a woman, so having gay marriage is the same thing as having a married bachelor. It's not something that can actually exist as much as you want to fake it. But nonetheless, when we look at that and, and warned for so many blood-bought believers who were warned of the slippery slope and people laughed at them, no, they just want to get married. And then next thing you know, you see pushing of pedophilia, that this has been something that has become quite common. In fact, when we look back and see things like the uproar that happened when a lot of people canceled having Netflix after their show cuties. And they made the statement, hey, when it came to cuties, all we were doing was trying to show the exploitation. But yet they're having young little kids gyrate themselves. And you see this and over and over the outrage comes and then someone goes, oh, well, they were just kidding. It was just a joke or whatever it may be. And they make up all sorts of excuses. And here's the problem is that I see Obviously, there are those guys like Sean Foyt and some of these NAR people that are going to use this to push their agenda. We know that. Uh, We know that there are those in the New Apostolic Reformation or the Dominionist theology or Reconstructionism that will take these wicked events and try to use them to point why their doctrine, which is false, why they need to push it. And we need to be mindful of that and point that out and say, this is error. 
But also, we don't want to be the people that are turning a blind eye to evil, no longer blushing at it, no longer recognizing that which, or maintaining the difference between that which is holy and that which is profane, no longer exposing the unfruitful works of darkness, not recognizing that after you get past verse 12 there in Ephesians 5, which says, it's shameful to even talk about these things which are done in secret, but then we get to verse 13 and verse 14 about those things needing to be exposed and then having Christ arise and shine in people's hearts, we got to make sure that we can point out wickedness because we have the answer. We have the truth. We have the way, the truth, and the life that no one comes to the Father but through Jesus, and we can give that to people. And the reason all these things are astray, the reason why it's wrong to exploit children, the reason why adultery is wrong, the reason why homosexuality is wrong, the reason why all of these things are wrong is because it goes against the Word of God and what God has revealed and placed in the conscience of every single man and woman here on this planet. So we need to recognize those things, point them out, and call them out as sin. Because if we don't, yes, those slippery slopes will happen. And I've heard from people that say, oh, you know, but this is because you have children and and so forth. But yes, and I hope that myself and someone who doesn't have a child will still be upset about little children being exploited. And someone that no longer gets upset about that. Someone that no longer cares that there are wicked things happening to children and that people are using online communities, video games, and TikTok and all of these other facets, Snapchat, whatever it may be, in order to get after children and then corrupting them sexually or otherwise. And we don't recognize this, point that out, and do something to fight against it. It's really hard to lock arms with you on any other thing. It really is, because I think it's Christians who should be taking the stand against things like pornography and exploitation, and we should be doing that in light of the gospel, because we don't simply bring these things forward so we can have dominion over certain aspects of the culture, but we have the gospel that saves, because someone could leave their pornography addiction, they could leave their alcohol addiction or their drug addiction or whatever it may be, and ultimately end up in hell because they don't know the Savior. So we have both, and it's not an either-or situation. It's a both-and. We expose the wickedness, expose it for what it is, and bring forth a gospel message to the people that are lost. And I say that because of something we're going to talk about later in the show, but hopefully that will bring about a foundation from where the starting point is for those who actually care about what's going on in the culture so that we can express the gospel through these things. So that we could say, there's a reason these things are wicked and they go against your conscience. There's a reason why they're disgusting and it's because it goes against the word of God. It's not just your opinion. It's not just because, you know, your 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 molecules in your brain happen to move in the right direction to get you upset about something that's gross. It's because it's God's word, it's God's truth, it comes from him, and that's why we recognize these things as disgusting. But I want to look at one specific picture, and this is one from the ad. This picture right here with this young boy in red shoes here with a bunch of weird stuff, including if you look on the bottom left corner, you're going to see the doll there in some weird attire. You're going to see a bunch of different random items. The kid obviously looking at you 
in somewhat of this barren look and so forth. But the thing I want to focus on most, if you look at the chair uh, to his left, your right if you're looking at it, it's wrapped up in some tape, some caution tape. Now, that caution tape, you actually get a small picture of that on the left-hand side to his right leg, right next to his right foot, under the B of Balenciaga there. And this is the thing that was sticking out to me when looking at this. Notice that it makes up a term there that normally Balenciaga is not spelled B-A-A-L. But on that caution tape that he wrapped up the chair that he sits in, you may notice that the Balenciaga that is wrapped all over the chair and the tape that's sitting there is spelled B-A-A-L, Balenciaga. And most people are pointing this out because you have a child here. Most people are pointing this out. Even those that are non-believers are pointing out the fact that Baal was a false Canaanite god worshipped by the Canaanites. And we actually can read about them in Scripture if you want to know what relation does Baal have with children. Why would they put Baal in the front part of their name? Well, we can see in Jeremiah 32, 35, it says, they built the high places of Baal or Baal. They're in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. Now, some of you might wonder what Ben-Hinnom is. Uh, we could also call that valley Gehenna. And that is actually the terminology that Jesus used to describe hell. A trash heap where there would be continuous fire at all times, the valley of Ben-Hinnom, or guess what? Gehenna. And so automatically we're looking at this saying, wow, that is an interesting place. But what were they doing? They built these high places there to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire of Moloch, which I had not commanded them, nor had it entered my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Now, the backdrop here is the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah is written about not at the Israel captivity of northern Israel, the northern tribes of Israel that were taken into captivity around 722 from the Assyrians, but this is right before Judah now, was going to now go into captivity around 586 BC. And Jeremiah is the one who prophesies that they are going to go into captivity. And this is where we get Jeremiah 29, 11, the plan that God has for us, the plan to prosper. One of the greatest things about reading scripture in context is when we read some great scriptures that you might see on a plate at grandma's house or on a cup, that the Lord has a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, but for your good, that we can look at that verse and say, wow, praise God, God can have this. And I have, I know plenty of people said, that is my life verse, right? That's the verse I know that God has a plan for me. Well, if you're about to go into captivity, maybe that's probably the verse God has a plan for you. But nonetheless, when you look at that verse in context, it's actually more beautiful. When people say, hey, I love this verse because no matter what I go through, even if it's a horrible, horrendous Babylonian captivity that the Israelites are going to be sent there, it's going to be for their good. But one of the reasons it's for their good is because of the wickedness that Judah had finally gotten into. In fact, it said they became more wicked than the, the northern Israelite brothers who went into captivity in 722 BC before under the Assyrians. But now Babylon was going to take Judah into captivity 
And Jeremiah is expressing some of the things and some of the reasons why. Look at all this wickedness that was taking place in Judah. In Jeremiah 31, it's the promise of that new covenant quoted in Hebrews uh, chapter 8 and chapter 10, that promise of that new covenant, not a covenant just written on stone, but one that's going to be written on hearts because this is the wicked kind of stuff that was going on. Baal is mentioned. Moloch is mentioned in the scriptures over and over again. The false god, it's really Satan. If we could just get down to it. In fact, uh, when we look in the Psalms, specifically in the Septuagint uh, rendering of the Psalms, one of the statements that is made there is that the gods of the nations are actually demons. In fact, uh, Justin Martyr, quoting from the Psalms, actually brings that fact out, that these gods are actually demons. Yes, it is demonic to kill your children to a false god. It, I'm telling you right now, it is demonic. And by the way, so is abortion. And by the way, these temples that say Moloch or whatever, hey, you know what? You might as well just put it up there and, uh, you know, you could put it right next to Planned Parenthood because that's what you're doing. It's just the God that you're doing it to is simply the God of convenience a lot of times. And maybe you've been fooled. Maybe you've been convinced. Maybe you're a young lady uh, or even a young man. A very cowardice thing to do is to convince a woman to uh, kill your child. But maybe you're a young woman who's been duped by society who's told you these things are okay, this is all right to do, and it's just not the case. It, it is absolutely not the case. But I want you to see this because it's very interesting because the Midrash is a commentary, um, a Jewish commentary on the Old Testament. And here's one of the writings to give you guys an idea of Ben Hinnom. This is a an, a commentary on what it was like there, and I want you to, to put this into your head so you can get a perspective of what this child sacrifice was. So when Balenciaga, it's not an accident that they say B-A-A-L. I'm sorry, that's not an accident. You didn't accidentally spell your name wrong. And when you have this sort of stuff, realize just how filthy and rotten and dirty and disgusting this is. Because when we see and we look at the commentary here on what it was actually like when they were doing this, and killing their children and offering them via sacrifices. I want you to listen to this commentary. How did the Moloch work in the Valley of Ben-Hinnom? It was built outside of Jerusalem. It was an idol with the face of a calf and open hands, like someone who wants to take something from another. They would light this idol on fire until his hands were scorching. There were seven chambers before him, and according to the quality of the sacrifice, that is how close one could come to him. If one came with a bird, then the chamber one, goat, Chamber two, sheep. Chamber three, calf. Chamber four, cow. Chamber five, an ox. And chamber six, he brought his child. The priest would say that he is offering the greatest sacrifice. He would enter into the innermost chamber and go kiss Moloch. The priest would then take the child and place it near the Moloch. They would then bang the drums to drown out the cries. Think about that today because whether it's abortion mills or the way that people are allowing their children to be butchered and giving them hormone pills or whatever they're doing to these children. And they're offering this up um, basically to culture because that's what culture has told them to do. And when we see these things and hear them and think about all the drums that are drowning this out, whether it's the drums of the media, whether it's the drums of you know, your favorite sporting event, uh, maybe it's the drums of this or that or whatever it may be that are drowning out 
the cries that are happening inside so many women's wombs, and even after. A lot of children right now are being sacrificed at the altar of not only convenience, but ambition, you know, parents' ambition. They want to live their best life right now, and they want to do these things, and it's really about them and not taking care of their children. And it's pretty heartbreaking to think about those things, and it really does break your heart when you look into it. And one of the things that I have been noticing is that you really do have to start making a decision when it comes to these things. And so much of the world, even the non-believing world, they are seeing these things. And when they see these things, they're trying to offer their non-believing advice, some of which is ultimately satanic as well. And in fact, I want to play this video for you because this is one woman speaking of the Balenciaga controversy. And what I want you to hear is what it sounds like. You can you can really hear what it sounds like when someone goes from the satanic frying pan into the new age occult fire. This is why it's important to learn occultism because, and again, this is why they make people scared of the occult. So you don't learn what they're up to because in the end of the day, the elite are all masters at occultism. And this is why they make it all scary and seem all dark and whatever and evil because they don't want you to know what's going on behind the scenes and decode their symbols, decode what they're actually about. But more and more people think, and I've had so many spiritual awakenings, they can't hide anymore. So <laughs> this is why this is happening. You know, all this is coming to the surface because the truth vibrations are hitting earth heavily right now. This is why since 2020, such chaos has been happening. So many people are having spiritual awakening. So many people are now realizing, wow, we're living a lie. The government are evil. They're lying to us. You know, all these dark truths are coming to light. And this has been a dark truth that has been massively overdue to hit the masses. The world is so much more crazy than what people actually know and realize and it's only the people who are natural mediums witches heavily educated on the occult people who are psychics who know this truth i myself have seen these beings since i was a little girl as well as many other people who are psychics and attached and connected to the spirit world now notice that she's talking specifically about vibrations and energy and really got to find a good medium who understands the occult and ultimately, that's what Saul did. What Saul did was he didn't want to be obedient. And because he wasn't obedient, God spoke to him through Samuel. And did he not tell them, tell him that his disobedience was of the sin of witchcraft? And what did Saul ultimately do? He ended up consulting a medium. He ended up consulting a medium. And it actually says that God killed him because of it. I mean, that's pretty serious. The first king of Israel. And this is what people may do. And your neighbor, your friend, they might think, oh, we just need to come against this and come against these obvious evils. But if they're going from the frying pan to the fire, if they're not actually getting to the gospel and we're not bringing the gospel to them to show them why this is wrong, objectively, not subjectively, not because the culture tells us it is. Guys, we need to recognize and say, no, we need to point them back to Jesus ultimately. And that is the biggest danger. We don't want them to get to these false teachers either. We don't want them to be with the dominionists. We don't want them to be 
with the Sean Foyts and these guys that are pushing this stuff. And hey, we'll keep pushing up the propaganda and warning people, but ultimately it's so you could, they can drive disciples after themselves. And it's very dangerous because you don't want to get on that side. And now the gospel becomes secondary to a lot of these social causes that aren't the gospel at all. And one thing I did see uh, recently, and, and it brings up for good discussion, considering it is December, was the recent clip that a lot of Christians, a lot of conservatives are sharing online and and not all Christians are conservatives, but I'm saying those are the two people that I'm seeing most shared. And you'll see in this clip, this is from Tim Allen's new series, The Santa Clauses, that started 20-some years ago. They've been doing this, uh, this, this movie, The Santa Claus, that Tim Allen's been involved with. And notice the joke that they play here. Now, a lot of the clip gets cut off if you're on Twitter and someone might share it. They're going to cut it off and just show you the part that says Satan and not show that he fixes it, right, to the spelling. But I think what this brings out is a very good time to talk about this, to bring up the fact that so many people are pointing to Santa. And uh, there are believers that think there's no harm in that and so forth, but I just don't see any bad tree bearing good fruit, especially when you look at Santa Claus, this mythical figure. And I've heard a lot of things, you know, St. Nick, the St. Nicholas was really the guy who punched Arius at the Council of Nicaea and isn't this great and so forth. And I don't think there's a lot of really good attestation historically to find that to be the case. Uh, And in fact, it's very nebulous to see where we actually pinpoint this St. Nicholas guy. Some people just said he gave a lot of gifts away and so forth. But the Santa Claus that we have today, the most famous song about him, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. I think a lot of these things, when you actually look at them, they're attributes that are to God and God alone. And lying to children about this figure that they can't see that ultimately brings them gifts and then telling them about the gospel and say, well, I'm serious about Jesus I'm not serious about the Santa Claus thing. Guys, I think it's really dangerous, and we need to look at this, and I think whether or not, I don't think it's a in good taste to make jokes about being Satan or Santa, but nonetheless, however you feel about that, I don't think it's in good taste to lie to your children and then expect them to believe you when you tell them about Jesus. And I bring this up, and, and, I'll, and I'll end with this, because I'll bring this up, because someone here in the fellowship, uh, they now live in Tennessee. Uh, it's not Tony, for you guys who know Tony. He's, he's, uh, but someone else who was in the fellowship, he actually was a former elder here, uh, great brother and sister in Christ. And she grew up learning about Santa, and she said only one time in her life did she wonder if Jesus was real. And that was when her own uh, parents, she figured out that Santa was not real, and they had told her all her life that Santa was real. And that's a dangerous precedence to set. And I want to encourage you guys. The fact is, and when we look, we look at the history objectively, you can't get around the fact that of the incarnation, that, that God became a man, that Jesus Christ was truly God and truly man, and that Jesus Christ died a horrible death on a cross some 2,000 years ago. And he didn't do this in private. He did this in public on a walkway into Jerusalem, on the hill of Calvary, by multiple witnesses. And they made sure he was dead. 
And then guess what? Three days later, he rose from the dead. And he didn't do this in private and had some special meeting in a cave and was squeezed by an angel. But he did this in public as well. Over 500 different witnesses to the resurrection. And we can believe it because it's true. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And guess what? If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Get rid of Satan, get rid of Santa, and follow Jesus. God bless you guys. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.